This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Everyone, it is Goldie's Closet 244, one shy of 245. Hey, I just wanted to thank everybody who has been on the brand and listened to this show over the last gosh, it's been years that this has been on Vince Russo's um, channel Attitude and the Realm Network, and it's been an absolute honor. This is my last show. Vince let me know that they needed to cut shows and They've got to look at their budget and make things work for everybody. I respect that, but I do have to say I'm a little sad because I will miss just being connected to so many of you. Uh, even if I've never talked to you or you're not a patron or maybe we don't even follow each other uh, online, if you've, if you've watched any of these shows, just know from the bottom of my heart I've always tried to bring you a guest or some content that would somehow add value to your life or better your life in some way or make you laugh, or make you happy, or educate you in some way, inspire you, and I've taken it really, really seriously, so just thank you so much, it means the absolute world to me, I just can't thank you enough. Uh, I was cut a couple of shows ago, but I promised the last uh, Nikki Duke and then uh, Masters of Shred, you know, when they took their time to be on the podcast, I had said that it was for Russo's brand, so... Um, we'll just add these last two on. Hey, if you want to still follow me, I would really appreciate it. I'm going to go ahead and start doing the podcast on my pod, uh, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash G-O-L-D-Y-L-O-C-K-S. It'll be available on the $3 tier and up. So you know what? If, if you've enjoyed any of these and you want to still support, I'd love to see you over there on the other side. Thank you so much. I can't express my gratitude enough. I love you all. Stay safe out there and always stay golden. Where in the world are you? Are we allowed to disclose approximately like are you in a state of or do you do you not oh, hail? Oh, yeah, yes, that's fine. Um, so Tennessee, Nashville. And you moved from where? From Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, that's what, yeah. what our so, mutual yeah, friend Rob was saying. Yeah, yeah. Rob told me that uh, he was out here and I – when I was coming out here, I said, dude, that, I can't believe it. Because he, he put some switches in my guitars, which I'll show you back here. And uh, I was just happy to see his shop. And then he just did a whole bunch of installs for me. And the rest is history. So it's, it's been great so far. Definitely. You are so great at promoting so many brands. Do you ha- Are you aligned with all of them? Are you locking arms with them? Is that just something that you like to do? That's a great question. Yes. Yeah, so actually, um, they all come first and foremost, out of interest, right? So yes. the ones I like, those ones I go for first. And then we've been able to do collaborations and a whole bunch of other stuff together, which it's been a crazy ride since I started this almost seven years ago. I, I couldn't even imagine some of the mm-hmm. things I've partaken in due to love for crazy 80s guitar playing, you know? so. Well, I don't think it's just limited to 80s, Masters of Shred. I mean, that's... Right. You loved it now until probably the end of time. And I think a huge feather in your hat is that interview that you did with Nuno. Like, that was just like, wow. Yeah, that was uh, pretty fortunate to do that one because it turned out a lot better than the first one I did, which was actually 
at the Hard Rock in South Florida. And Duno was two hours late. I don't think he knew he had the interview. And I felt bad. It was just from the word go. I mean, I had to really break him in and he came around. I'm so happy he did. I know he's had a, a really tough schedule. But the mm -hmm. second time, we were prepared. Like, I made sure he knew what time it was we are going to do it. So it was easier on him to make it. And uh, he actually showed up with a broken leg. I did not think he was actually going to show up because the night before, the day before, he played a basketball game, their all-star game on the cruise, and he literally blew his leg out. I said, he's never going to make it to this interview. I would bet a million bucks he will never be there. And then he showed up. That's on cool. To oh. make the interview. So, oh, jeez. I was flattered. I'm like, dude, I would have no hard feelings. You said, I'm no way I'm not doing that damn interview. I've been fine. So yeah, he's a great guy. How did all of your interviews come to be? What is your background? What do you play? What have you been in? Like, let's go back, rewind a little bit into time just to let everybody know like who you are and what you do. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so, so much on your page. It's like, what are we, let's, let's take it back from the beginning. Right. It's crazy. So always play guitar. Guitar thing started at like probably nine, 10 years old. And everything I listened to was just everything you would think about when you think of guitar players. You think of Eddie Van Halen, Randy Rhodes, Zach Wilde. I was, I was stuck in a vortex of um, 80s, 90s um, hair metal and a lot of uh, shredding guitar players because at the time, guitar solos weren't that, you know, hot. I mean, we all know that in the 90s, it was called the dark era of guitar and shred and, you know, fretboard uh, pyrotechnics, so they call it. And a lot of artists didn't get, you know, gigs. They, they lost jobs showcasing how technical they were and what virtuosos they were. So a lot of guys, you know, came back around now to embracing what back in the 90s cost a lot of them their livelihood. So it's just this, this continual trend. It has come full circle. Like today, you said earlier... There's a lot of shredders today, way more than there was mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, at least that are popular. Isn't and that I, interesting? I of, yeah. Oh, 100%. I think it's social media, 100%. If it wasn't for social media, I don't think it would be as hot of a thing as it is now because if it wasn't for social media, all you'd have is the radio and no he, one's playing solos on the radio. No, I don't think it has to do with popularity of shredding, Masters of Shred. I think it has to do with when you look at... A shredder. When you look at what I loved about 80s and or coming into the 90s, very showy, very facial, very just out there. And I think that just in the very spirit of them as artists and as players, like they're going to get more attention on social media because they're going after things that yield more attention. Like I'm looking at your promos. I don't know if you've got an endorsement with these companies or not with Franklin guitar, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. Your shit's tight and it's done really, really, really well, which goes back to look at all the bright stuff in my office. Look at the, it's like you're a creature of habit. And I think the shredder is just the personality and the show personship of it all. All of that plays into why it's so popular today. It's because they're always the ones that are literally pushing themselves to the edge, rehearsing way more, overachievers, OCD, my stuff's going to be great. Like, whereas people that are more like, uh, you know, like they, they're not even out of bed yet by the time that you've completed practicing and making really, making really cool promos and going out. Like, I know how much work it, it, it takes to go find guests and to track people down and to blow them up. You know, and, you know? It's, so it's I mean, ending. yeah. Well, no, but you have to love doing it just like you have to love 
and it's that you can't, it's like being a surgeon, you know, like you can't cut corners with that. Like either you know how to do it and you do it really well or you don't do it at all. There's like no real in between. There are some people that I know they're like, oh, I can shred. And I'm like, oh God, do you not know that that those are all the wrong, you're not, you're not even the right key signature, but they want to be able to say that they can do it. But the people that are great, the people, the, the Randy Rhodes, the people that you're talking about, the Zach Wilds, like they on, on, there's no way around it. Like they kick ass. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. They're, as I say, they're all guitar heroes. It wasn't just about the playing. It was the look, the persona. They were marketable. Like you could literally put them on anything and it would, you know, sell. I mean, look what Zach Wilds did with his brand. The, he's a marketing genius. Every holiday, whether it's St. Patty's Day or Valentine's Day, he has theme-related merchandise for Black Label no, Society. It's, it, it's machine, it, you know? Do you want to keep it going? Do you want to perpetuate it? Are you just a musician or are you a brand or are you – an entrepreneur or, and you know, I had my record deal was with Prince and some of the things that he taught me were if you can just whistle a melody or whistles a song, that's it. And you can remember it the next day and somebody else can remember it. You've got a hit. Mm -hmm. And I say the same thing with, I, I tell people all the time, like in our band, like, okay, what are you wearing? Like, what's your persona? Like if I say to you, aviator glasses and a top hat, we're going to know it's slash, you know, like that's it. A fucking aviator hat and glasses. It's like, it's not rocket science, but it's consistency and it's thinking. And your brand is just like, you have an amazing brand. Like I, I want to know everything that you're doing with it. Like, how can we help you? Like, what can we do to, um, to uh, well, following is the easiest thing. And, and uh, that's uh, kind of taken a weird shift with Instagram lately. I mean, during the early stages before they did the whole, uh, you know, paid advertising where you can boost a post, you could, you could, you could grow organically so fast and it was so easy to get followers. Now it's kind of like tapered off and I'm, I'm from, I'm friends with some other bigger accounts as well on there on Instagram for music. And they've kind of run the same thing. I mean, there was a period I called the dark ages of earlier this year where it was just dormant. So the easiest thing is, like the page, uh, you know, subscribe to it, check out the videos. I try to keep it consistent every day, and that's that's a little wearsome on you. I think going maybe three days a week of new videos is probably the best thing to do um, for the page. But you know, it's that's the easiest thing to do. And we're gonna do giveaways. We have a giveaway coming up with uh, Schechter Guitars. So they sent over a um, a uh, oh gosh, um, you may have to edit this out. Let me just look at this. I know the model. It's okay. a um, you go this right it, here. This a, is for me. This is just for me. So go ahead. Tell, this is cut yes. out right here. Um, it's the, who's uh, that that rapper guy who's very popular out here in Nashville. This is, sounds horrible. It's, um, no, it's okay. oh God, you know, he's a, he's called uh, uh, Jelly Roll. Oh God. Jelly Roll. Yes. So we're going to be giving away a Jelly Roll um, signed Schecter, which belongs to the signature guitar player for his band. It's also the guitar player in Sleeping With Sirens. So Schecter's teaming up with us. We're going to give that away. It's signed by the entire band. Um, that's just one of the giveaways. Um, but we usually do a lot. We have a lot of Christmas stuff coming up. We'll do like a whole bunch of holiday stuff. We're looking at a bunch of brands to throw in a bunch of gear. And then it's just literally submit your email. We'll draw one at random and you can get some uh, gear. And then, of course, you know, you got the interviews, which are big. And I've been trying to build up the YouTube. YouTube is a is a, is a different specimen from Instagram, as I'm sure you know. So it's... Uh, it's a little trickier, but once you get it, I think that shorts now allow you to really grow faster than you could have with long format. You know, long format days, you really had to have your audience engaged to commit 5, 10, 25, 30 minutes. I used to do interviews, right, for 45 minutes. 
it would take me a week to edit it. And I would maybe get 600 views and I go, oh, you're kidding me. This can't be right. Yeah. It's hard to get people to commit that much time. But with shorts, everyone's got 15, 30, 60 seconds, right? So that helps. Um, but that's the easiest way, right? No, I, lo- I love I love it. I'm still back at the jelly roll. Like that's a great giveaway. So I can include that in there. Like we just cut off the part a little bit there and then you were the jelly oh, yeah. rolls. I, okay. I even have the guitar too, which is yeah, right let's see right it. behind me. Let's see that. Here we go. So that's going to be the one we're giving away. <laughs> So it's Oh, you already have it signed by everybody. Yeah, they sent it to me and we had to hold off because um Schechter was doing like three um giveaways last month for Schechtober. And uh they said want to hold off on this one till November. And it actually is a great guitar. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not shocked because they make great guitars, but it's very cool. I wasn't expecting it to look like this. It's got a jelly roll custom pickguard, all that kind of stuff. So that'll be a cool little giveaway, I guess, as we come into the holidays. Yeah. What are your fa- what's your favorite guitar to play? Like what's your what's your top two go tos? Okay, there's two. Okay, this one I had built. Uh, this is uh, something that I wanted to do for the longest time. It was based off a of Gibson that was called the Gibson Shark. Very rarely seen in the wild, and maybe only made like a hundred to two hundred of them. But it was an Explorer with a reverse headstock. So Gibson, I asked if they had any in their vaults or anything like that. They have none. So I went the next route and had one built. And I wanted to put a really cool finish on it. So I wanted to put an 80s, which I thought was like, actually, I'm sorry, 90s. But everyone corrects me, like, no, man, this is the 80s. I go, okay, well, technically late 80s, early 90s. So this is the Rad Hawk, which is. Oh, man, does that bring back some vibes? What? No, and this has a cassette for a humbucker. And it says Masters of Shred on the cassette. No, uh, dude. Reverse headstock with my name on it because you can never have any more shameless self-promotion than that, right? So, so okay, that's not a rep- that's not a replica of what they had. That's your own take on what you, right? It's my take and explore reverse banana headstock. I said I want the biggest banana headstock you can put on this thing. And in case you can't get enough of yourself, you put yourself on the back. <laughs> there you go. What? So that, yeah, that's the... Mr. Shred um, Radhawk. I call it the Radhawk. And that is uh, Tessie's in here too. He made me a custom kill switch, which looks like this. It's like a little band aid pink and yellow. I think it looks really cool. He put it in, the, but you know, which is awesome. So he was a part of this too. Tessie was a part of this. Uh, Pariah pickups, uh, fun guitars. And I'm actually exploring ways to make this a signature model that I can sell to the public. Cause everybody asked me, where can I get this? They don't make it. This is custom painted. My buddy in Jersey did it. He did a lot of my guitars actually behind me. And, uh, it's just trying to make it feasible where it makes sense because it's not cheap to make this. So they're trying to figure out ways to uphold the quality of this to the public for a price. that's not going to break them, you know, and the flame is killer. It's got colored inlays, but this is my main one here. And, uh, the other one I have that's become my number one is a guitar that I um, had just gotten back uh, from, from a, a buddy of mine. But long story super short, the guy who originally owned it, he was a local player in a south, uh, southern rock band inside central Florida. And he would play out there for, I don't know, 20, 30 years out there in his band. He passed away on stage okay. oh. with this guitar. So technically he had a heart attack and they went into the hospital. He passed on. 
the guitar went to the family and then my buddy who owns a vintage um guitar store in central florida he was friends with the family and they sent him the guitar some other ones to unload um so they could get some 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 capital i got this one and i, I gotta admit this is this is my favorite les paul of all time yeah, I'll show you. I'll just show you. This is and it. This who is, is the, the uh, person? Who is the person that passed away? So, I think the same. I have to get back to you on the name of that. I'm gonna be real in trouble there. His full name, because I don't want to give you the the um. I got gotcha. wrong on it. He he was in a band called the um. It was in the band called the Bounty Hunters. Okay, the Bounty Hunters, and they opened up. I did. It's hard to do research on this band. I I had searched long and hard for it, but they did do work in um opening up for Leonard Skinner. And a few other bands, Southern rock bands throughout okay. the uh, years. And this is it. This thing wow. is so beaten, but the mojo in it is just unreal. Like it had a Kaler locking trim. He took it out, put a piece of wood in it. And it is, you can tell the nicotine smoke from the hours played on this thing just by the headstock. I mean, this, it's just like in the back of the neck is what really kills it. That is, you, you don't just, you can't buy them like that, you know? I mean, yeah. yeah, you could do the whole Murphy lab thing, but you really get And again, this, the story is there's no serial number on this guitar. It faded away. Um, and I went to Gibson. They told me more than likely it's a 78 to like 81 based on the three-piece maple flame. And this is the best sound. Les Paul, it is just a monster. So this in my Rad Hawk would be the top. Um, if I ever had to just say, okay, this is it. I can live with these two guitars. Those are the ones that get the job done. But there's one other one that you probably get a kick out of too. That's very cool. I'll show it to you as well, which is this one here. This is a Kramer Night Swan, which was like um, Vivian Campbell's in um, White Snake at the time. So it's a real Kramer, but I had it painted like the Twilight Zone. Okay, dude, wh- what's up with this guy in Jersey? Like, let's give a shout out to him. Like, who is yeah, this guy? This is- this is Gerd Dagny, one of the best painters I've ever seen. Ever. Ooh, Gerd Dagny. Gerd, G E R D, Dagny, D A G N E. And uh, Gerd Dagny, he would do guitar um, paint work for Sola Guitars out of uh, New Jersey. And Sola actually refinished his guitar for me. So after he painted it, they refinished it. And then uh, last year, I had Neck Illusions make me a custom set of Twilight Zone fret markers. So if you look at these, it's literally every episode. I'll zoom in or not. But Good God. No, it's coming out really clear. Wow. Yeah. There's the boy who, you know, throws his entire family and stuff like that. And goes that forward. is so cool. Yeah. That's my that's my first custom paint job when I had he had done for me. Um, and there's another one he did, which I'm a huge Batman fan of Batman 1 and Batman Returns. Michael Keaton right. all the way. Right? All right. So, let's see it. Okay, now, let's see here. If you know about Adrian Vandenberg, Adrian Vandenberg, another player in Whitestake, had the PV Vandenberg. So I scored a PV Vandenberg before the market really blew up, uh, maybe like four, five years ago. Um, And I wanted to have it painted with Batman theme because I said if Batman ever had a guitar, it would be a PV Vandenberg. It just makes sense. So this is what they made me. This is Gert as well. How is this guy? Is he freestyle painting or is he doing like a. Legitimately I mean, freestyling. Like everything you see is just. He goes and he runs with it. And we had this done too. I went to uh, Walmart and they make the little tribute car sets to Batman 1, Batman Returns. So they have Penguin's little duck 
that Dave DeVito was on. And literally, I had him drill into it, solo guitars, and turn it into a volume knob. So it's like this guitar is the first movie, but it takes you into the second. So if you look closely, you'll see the duck on there. Oh, my and God. Yeah. Dude, this crazy? is sick. Yeah. That's the, boy the room stuff. scene with, with the Joker on it. Yeah. Oh, my so God. So it's pretty, pretty incredible. So these are my three work of art guitars. Um, I'm really big into graphics and paint jobs. So that's why. Yeah. Um, so these are my just some, just some fun ones. And you probably saw the stuff that um, Eric Turner did with Wart. He did the um, green money guitar behind me up there. From Dirty Rotten Filthy Stinking Rich. And they actually he actually just played that last month um for the song. If you want to see that, grab that down too. But this please, is another one. Please do. And then what does like financially, what is an investment like on one of these guitars? Like when all said and done, like what are you putting out on these? Okay, so you know, this is one of those things where Sweet. also Tessie switch. Tessie put the cold switch in there. God, I love the arcade switch he put in. Awesome. F tone bridge. It's money, this guitar. And he signed it to me, which is kind of cool. So he put that on there with the money sign. Oh, um, my God. So, you know, this is um, one of the perks of Masters of Shred and building this crazy, you know, um, platform with all this guitar stuff is that a lot of this stuff, these these companies, these builders will work with me. So I've been really fortunate to work with some incredible artists, builders over the years, and we just collab on these. So as far as cost, if I had to put a cost on this of what, something like this should run me, I would say easily thousands, thousands, but that's not anything that, let me just turn that off. Here we go. Anything that I had to have worried about. So I'm pretty happy about that. It's been, it's been good, but it, it would cost a lot to have these done, but yeah, they want to collaborate with you. Then you're good, you know, and, and I bring a lot to them as well. So with the whole marketing aspect of, you know, driving traffic to these brands, that's where I come in. So it works out pretty well for, 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 for really both parties. Let's talk about a brand that we both know, and that's Tessie Switch. And you showed us a few guitars. When you say he put that in, are you sending the guitar to his shop and he's putting it in for you? Or how does that work? No. Well, living out here locally, I actually have the uh, pleasure of getting to go to his shop in person and talking shop with him at his shop while he installs my guitar at the Tessie shop. So it's actually really great. He sets it up. He puts it in there. I mean, lightning fast speeds. And the best part is you get to see all the other cool stuff he has because he doesn't just have kill switches. He has pickups. He has amp deals. I mean, all discounting. You can get great deals on his stuff. And I'm actually going to maybe swap out a pickup I have on the Radhawk, a single coil. And he's already talking about getting me a, a really cool DiMarzio in there and kind of changing the tone a bit. So, you know, he's incredible at what he does. But he's got some even killer, more killer kill switches coming out that are... Definitely game changers. I mean, he thinks of every little detail that could make this better that a lot of players would not think about. You know, I wouldn't even have thought about it until he brought it up. And I'm like, you know, you got a good point with this. So he's he's always on the go, always uh, constantly pushing it, you know, with with, uh, with with what he's doing, which is all great. How do you, so do you like pull the guitar apart then and drill a hole in it? And like, how do you put in one of these switches? Yeah, so we actually shot a full video. I put it on the uh, YouTube, and I had to, um, I started out, I think it was uh, a 10-minute video. 10-minute, if you have all the tools, right? All the tools yes. you have. Yes. Um, 
you could do this in about 10 to 15 minutes. It's not rocket science. It's, it's pretty simplistic. And even some of his kill switches are direct drops. So they go literally directly in the hole you have for your tone knob, for your volume knob. You don't have to drill a bigger hole if you go with the direct kill switches, which is now it's even easier. Then maybe, maybe if you're a good guy that can solder and just plug it in, because that's really all you have to do with a lot of these wires now. You can just you know slide it right onto your jack, maybe five, 10 minutes. So it depends which one you go with, but it's pretty simplistic. Let's talk about it. People would think. Okay, I got you. Let's talk about a couple of artists that you've met along the way, respecting your time and everything that have impacted you or made an impression. Okay, so, um, okay, that would be, uh, good thing I wrote this down because sometimes I forget about this stuff. So I I did write this down. Um, John Five is definitely one of them. I've uh, I've gotten the inter- the luxury of interviewing John Five maybe three times from really early on till what he's doing now. So you know he's now Motley Crue. So I was you know talking shop with him about guitar stuff for years. Even when I was moving out in Chicago, I interviewed him out there too. Um, that's been great. Um, another guy that's been really helpful for the page, Steve Brown. Steve Brown from Trickster, and uh, he filmed him for Def Leppard for Phil Collins and uh, Vivian Campbell. Um, when they, get, they they were sick a couple of years ago, he went in and played Hershey Stadium with them. He's a great guy. He's I always say this, Steve has been a huge supporter of National Shred for a long time, and uh, Steve. Uh, you know, has helped me out along the way in huge ways. I mean, I'll give you an idea. I think it was 2020. It was, well, I think that, correct me on this. I'm sure I'm going to call out on this. I think it was Chris Jericho's 50th birthday party. Oh, God. <laughs> he knows I'm a huge a huge wrestling fan. So he goes, Derek, you want to come out with me? I'm going to be playing his, his birthday party at his house. I said, what? Really? Done. Say no more. I am there. So I literally went and took a guitar that I had that was a rising sun and it wasn't a graphic. It was literally carved into the wood. It was a black and wood rising sun guitar. I had a custom neck illusion set made documenting every one of Chris Jericho's achievements. So he's on the fretboard. Okay. Um, and I literally had the name changed to Jericho in this crazy Japanese font for the headstock. And I gave it to him for his birthday at his house. And that was just a surreal moment because getting to see all these people, because I'm just, I'm, I'm a, I hate to use the word Mark. I like to think I'm not a Mark, but, you know, I grew up, I grew up on this stuff. I love it. So, you know, Attitude Era, WCW, all this stuff. And I don't think I ever stopped, you know, stopped watching it as much as maybe I don't care for the program today. I still watch it, which is it was just scary to me. You know, I just, once a wrestling fan, always a wrestling fan. But what did Chris Jericho's house? It was great. I'll never forget it. Um, Bray Wyatt walked in. It was a Halloween costume party. And he walked in at midnight. I couldn't believe it because he was really hot with the Fiend stuff. And I I was like, did he just walk in? And I didn't realize how tall he was. He, he didn't look that tall on TV. He's a pretty tall dude. I'm like, wow, I'm, this is really cool. It's just a surreal moment. Like that was icing on the cake for me because everyone was there too. I saw, you know, Cody Rhodes was with uh, MJF and his wife and no one would have ever known he would have left. And when it was WWE, like maybe what, two years later, uh, no one ever saw it coming. And uh, it was... It was awesome. That was very exciting. And again, if it wasn't for Masters of Shred, wasn't for Steve Brown, I would have never done that. That's a fact. Never would have happened. So, you know, it's been a crazy ride. Some crazy stuff. That's really cool. I've got to quickly tell, just for my reels, a a John 5 story, just because I remember playing a show with him in Huntsville, Alabama. God, it must have been like maybe 2003 or 2004. But I just remember John Five having some massive heat with me because he came up to me and said, does your mom know you talk with that mouth? And I was just thinking, 
wow, you know, we're both kind of in rock and roll and he's giving me a ton of crap. And then he's playing with Marilyn Manson and now he's in Molly Crew. John Five, what? does your mom know that you play with the hands that you do? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if that isn't the the pod calling the kettle black, like, yeah. And we've opened for Marilyn Manson and I'll just leave it at that. That that was the sketchiest show that we ever did. And he's concerned with me dropping a few F-bombs. Brother, reel it in. But I'm glad for his success and um, very, very happy for him. Like, he's wow. he was all around good guy. But, yeah, I'll never forget it. Him giving me crap for like using the F word. I was like, wow, John. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever heard him curse. Yeah. But, but like, look at some of the bands that he's in. I mean, right. I mean, when and, we, and he doesn't drink or do drugs either. And he's a Motley crew, which is exactly never think that, 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 that would have ever happened. Right. But yeah, it works. You know, he's, He's killing. I'm happy. I'm happy he got that, and I'm happy also another player that I think um, I'm happy he got his coming up is because he's an incredible talent. Andy James, when he got in Five Finger Death Punch, yeah, I was like, this guy has worked so hard. He's a phenomenal player. I'm so happy. He said, "All right, I'm all in. I got this now," and he's killing it too. Those are just because I was I was posting Andy James before that happened, and he was doing instrumental stuff, and that's again with the the relationship with John Five too was before you know Motley Crue. And he was in Rob Zombie, which is still huge, right? And but I think the Motley Crue thing just like you know that's a that's a household name. And when you can go to Walmart, right, and buy a Motley Crue T-shirt, you know that's like one of the biggest bands at that point. Ah, right? I love so, it. What does your yeah. family think about your love for guitars, or your partner, or your special friend? Like, do people get jealous of all this gear and all this stuff, or how? What do they think? No. Well, it's, it's a mixed batch. Either they're going to love it or they're going to think you're out of your mind. You need to grow up. So it's kind of, you know, you got, I got toys behind me. I got a cane doll, a stone cold doll, and a three pack with Razor Ramon and uh, The Undertaker. And it's, it's crazy, you know? Um, but it's kind of phases sometimes with the collectibles because you just can't find room for this stuff. It's just nostalgia. But um, my girlfriend totally embraces it, totally accepts it. She's a singer, plays a, a bunch of different instruments, fantastic. So she's got no problem with it. She might be my, my biggest fan um parents uh yeah i mean i i guess they're i think they're proud of me i don't know i don't i don't i don't really know that one they um yeah i i i think so hopefully I don't, are you playing I think, out I think, anywhere I think they told me so i'm actually working and this is scary because i've been thomas for a long time now but i'm putting together um instrumental music and also work with my girlfriend to put out full range band stuff put out a debut album do this together and then um, as far as playing out, yes, I have to get into the local scene out here. Cause we just, we just moved out to Nashville and it's been maybe five, six, seven months out here. So okay. we're getting acclimated now. Want to get into the local scene and, and you know, we got to do the covers and there's nothing wrong with covers. Covers are great. You know, we, we got to learn them and right. And you know how hard it is cause you got to do it right. Mm-hmm. Right. People, when they want to hear the songs, they want to hear it spot on. And sometimes people just think that's easy to just, yeah, I'll go, I can do a bunch of covers. Like, Dude, there's an art to nailing it like the artist. Not everybody mm-hmm. wants to hear your take on it, right? So you yeah. have to you, you have to put just as much effort into those covers as you would anything you've got to compose on your own. You know, so I give bands that do that a lot of credit. So that's that's what we're gonna do as well. We'll put a whole set list together and we'll get out there and hit it out here. This is a place to be for that, right? I mean, there's venues yeah. everywhere. So it's it's a fantastic opportunity to you know take advantage of. So yeah, we're pretty excited about it. But you well, know, I love it. Yeah. 
Oh, thank you. And it gets it gets a little tougher. I'm not gonna lie, with all the craziest of Masters of Shred to juggle everything because mm-hmm. there's there's so much going on that it's <laughs> it's been seven years. Well, we can't thank you enough for having uh, having you on the the show and all of your guitars and everything good. This has been uh, Goldie's Closet episode. Gotta get a look at it. Is this really? How many? God, this is a lot of episodes. Goldie's Closet episode 245. Russo's brand, the all new channel attitude with our guest, Masters of Shred. Can't thank you enough for your time, brother. And uh, stay it. safe out there and uh, always stay golden. And then we clap at the end. Yay. That's there it. it. Thank there you it so is. much. Thank for you your so much. Time. I appreciate it. You got no, it. That, that's great. And I'll cut up some really good promo and we'll make sure that we um, include Rob and Tessie switch. And he's a good guy. I'm glad I got a chance to meet him even under weird circumstances when we're trying to find somebody full time. Now it was really nice of him. And I think he's going to play one more show with us and help us out. So oh, very, I very didn't know he had... well, I didn't know he played for you. I thought that his band was, I think from what I gather, I thought he was playing with his band kick Kentucky and you guys were playing with him. I didn't, I didn't know that he was in your band. No, our guy just bailed. Um, just, yeah, just, like, well, I, I don't know. I blocked him, but he just decided he wasn't going to play the shows last weekend. And I'm like, like what? Like, so he's like, yeah, yeah I have to be someplace else. And I'm like, it, it doesn't work like that. Like those are huge shows like Halloween and New Year's Eve. Like those are your bread and butter for the whole year. Like we depend on those to, you know, so it was really weird. So last minute right. I just reached out to a colleague of mine. I'm like, you got to find me, help us find somebody. He's like, well, I know this guy. And and it was Rob and he learned a, a shit ton of material in like a few days. And you know, that's, that's, that's not easy. No, it's not. It just puts so much stress mm-hmm. on everybody. So, but it's a good way to meet. I got to meet you through that. It just, you know, you got to look at the blessing through all of it and just realize that God's got a plan when shit hits the fan, there's something else waiting in, in the lurking around the corner and you have to be ready for that and accepting and just expect that something good and great is going to come out of it. And if you don't, things don't ever mess up or if there's never any change, then you don't grow. But it seems like you always like want to pick when you want it to change and not like never, you never get the option of like, you know, you ask the universe for stuff and it delivers when it delivers, but there's not always like a, a slot on your calendar for this is going to happen on this day. Prepare for it. It's like, you better. If only there was though, that would be, I know, right. But I probably wouldn't want it. Probably wouldn't want a crystal ball. (laughs) But hey, get back to your stuff. Like, where's your shop at? Where's Absolutely. your place? So that's all mastersofshred.com. That's all all online. And I do have also some features for different brands. So that's where it's pretty much all social media, which is great. Okay. You know, it's where it is and all the shows with the uh, guitar players. Uh-oh. Okay. I think my camera turned off there. Can you hear me though? Can I can you hear, hear you. I can hear you, but okay. I'm letting you go anyways. So we'll we'll all end right. it. But that works. I will let you know when this is out and tag you and promote it, my love. Ah, thank you so much. I, I greatly appreciate it. It was a blast. Okay, honey. Take care. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheap Skates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. 
but now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I'm here to be your humble servant, and that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout-out, a golden shout-out, you name it, here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever you it could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? intention please specify can't wait to connect with you on cameo thanks so much for being here stay golden